Welcome back to the Marty Party, where every week we are featuring amazing guests from all different types of backgrounds and skill sets and cool different topics to talk about. Um, so this week we are featuring another amazing uh, rebate house employee here by the name of Flybry9 on Twitch. <laughs> uh, Brian um, is fairly new with us. He came to us probably about six weeks ago, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been about six weeks and... Uh, and yeah, he's our director of digital marketing distribution and things. I don't know. I, don't, I, I don't think know my title official is. title is still technically digital marketing strategist, yes. but these days it's mostly social media management and distribution. I, yeah. Absolutely. So it's it's really neat. But thank yeah. you for being here. Thanks for having me. I I am Flybry. I am a Twitch streamer. So I brought you a present. Dang. A sticker from my Twitch stream. So that's that amazing. Yeah. Enjoy. It, I'm gonna put it on. I got more for the kids too. Dang. This is super cool. <laughs> Uh, so yes, Brian. Um, uh, let's talk about you. So obviously, you stream on Twitch. I mean, where did you grow up here? Yeah. Else? So I mean, so I was born in Tampa. I'm a I'm a military child. Got it. I don't think most people know that. I was born into an Air Force family. So MacDill Air Force Base in Tampa is where I was born. I keep looking at the camera. I'm used to Twitch streaming. I yeah. keep looking at the camera. <laughs> but I was born in Tampa. I lived in New Mexico for a little while, okay. and then beyond that, my family's from here. Like, my family's from here since before this was the United States, like, since this was Mexico kind of thing. That's cool. So, this is where our roots are. So, my parents got divorced when I was, like, three or four. We were on an Air Force base in New Mexico at the time. Me and my mom just came back here with the family. And so, I've been in San Marcos for, I mean, how old am I now? 29? I moved here when I was four, so it was 25 years. Dang. Half a, or a, a quarter, quarter of a century. I say a quarter yeah. of a century. Yeah. Good for you, man. So, um, before this, uh, I mean, what were you doing before you kind of started doing social for us? Before I was doing social, I mean, COVID kind of threw everything into a loop. I was, I've been doing marketing on and off for about six years. The only reason off is because people weren't spending marketing budgets during yep, COVID as much. Absolutely. So I was actually doing a lot of bartending in the past couple of years. Uh, craft cool. beer tending specifically. Shout out Middleton Brewing, San Marcos, Texas. I love you guys. Uh, make some of the best damn beer in the area. And uh, yeah, I was bartending over there through a lot of the pandemic. Dang, so. that's really cool. I My experience in going out at San Marcos is mainly to the square. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember all of it because we usually went there at like midnight or one when the bars closed here, you yeah. know, like cause yeah. everything was open late over there till two. So we <laughs> kind of hit our final hoorah over there. I mean, it's the same now as it was when you were going to school over there. The yeah. square is literally just a bunch of college students yep, just absolutely. getting absolutely trashed, frankly, all the time. Absolutely. The brewery scene is a little different for that sure. Make, that makes sense. You have an older crowd that's closer to Wimberley. So you have a lot of older clientele regulars that are just they're gonna have one or two beers and then they're gonna go home they're right. not really trying to party they actually Absolutely. they're there for the beer they're there for the flavor they're there for everything that goes with that so that's really cool we used to go to the vault i don't know if the vault's still there uh, the vault is i think they may have changed the name but it's still on that corner in that old bank that like bank from the 1900s or so yeah absolutely so i think that like when we were going to the vault um and i'm trying to remember what else was down there. it's been so long i mean it green was, parrot yeah, it was like legitimately <laughs> just like you said, it was just a sea of college people, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, um, good times. So, okay, so you come here, right? Um, mm -hmm. When I found him, he was working uh, at a mini storage, right? Oh, that's right. I forgot I was working at yes, a mini storage. Yeah, working at a mini storage. So I think that was cool <laughs> um, when uh, we were going through your interview. I remember kind of thinking to myself, I'm like, man, like, how the heck do you make a mini storage, you know, interesting as far as like social media goes, right? And, and advertising on it. So I think yeah. that that was, you know, kind of a, a neat thing, right? 
that what that I was able to make it at least a little bit interesting storage. Yeah, like, I mean, I just it's something that like you you know you think about it right, like yeah. you you think about storage and mini storage, and I'm like, oh, I've never really thought about them having kind of an Instagram or any type of social writing, kind of getting the distribution network out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, real estate for a long time, I think real estate was something that was kind of semi uninteresting as well. Um, Back in the day, right, people had binders. So you used to have, like, the binders, and you flip through them, and, like, that's what all the MLS was. Oh, wow. um, it was neat. I was in Paris this last week, and they have the old school, like, when you drive by the real estate companies, they have their listings in the window. So wow. they've got all the papers printed out, and you drive by the windows, and, and they've got the flats and things. So um, really neat thing <laughs> about um, Paris real estate. I just kind of learned this, you know, to, to talk about, like, advertising and digital distribution, yeah. right? Um, they do have online home search sites, but they they do a lot of like in person, like real estate, right? Wait, so hang on, I just I just need to frame this real quickly. They don't do the majority of their shopping for homes online. No, they don't. They're like they go to these offices, and it's crazy because they advertise everything in square meters, right? So like you're buying like you know square meters, right? Like that's how you know, same thing like square footage, right? So it's square meters there. Um, and price point's not too terrible, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, we saw, and this is like inner city Paris, right? Nice, uh, nicer fixed up things, mid fours, right? And before that, you know, when the Euro was stronger, that used to be a lot American, but right now it's a dollar and three to one for a Euro to a dollar. Um, so you're talking, you know, let's call it 450, right? 450 mm-hmm. for a two bedroom kind of unit in central paris that doesn't seem too too terrible you know not uh, compared to here right now no no not as at a all. renter right now i can tell you it's bad right now oh here. Ab- yeah. absolutely <laughs> don't get me wrong like the really really nice modern like fixed up stuff you know eight to a million right you know especially if it's like right in the heart of town and things like that but yeah. um it was just really neat to kind of see how they advertised it uh, a lot of square footage right um they do the bed you know they do the uh, rooms i'm sorry they don't advertise like beds baths they do like rooms like how many rooms the thing has yeah wow. um so i think that was <laughs> that was kind of a neat um experience as well but yeah like they're just the whole way that they market properties it's still very traditional you walk by a place and you see what they're selling and you know go in as someone who's my life is making sure that products are reaching the right eyes on the internet to have to reframe the reference point in my head to think about French real estate. And thank goodness I'm not going over there to do this professionally because I wouldn't know what to do if you took away my ability to sell that online. If the majority of people aren't buying online, how do I use online to get people to, I mean, at that point you almost have to market your real estate company the same way you'd market a physical business and get people to actually come into your door. Absolutely. And, and, you know, of course, like I'm sure there's stuff that we missed. We were there very briefly and just kind of like scratched the surface and looked in, you know, about it a little bit, but, um, it seemed very much like that, right. It seemed like very much like, you know, you maybe had reviews online for your business, but it looked very much like you were going into a place to meet with people and Mm -hmm. discuss realty whereas over here our model more you know get leads through the internet correct and then call reach out to the leads and provide that personal service that way not so much try and bring them to like our office or anything like that absolutely and i think Mm -hmm. that's something interesting right so for the viewer that doesn't know this right especially if you have never bought a home or maybe you've only bought one home right you know this is pretty much what you're experiencing right so you as the consumer right people looking to buy homes you're more than likely going to like zillow realtor.com trulia right you're going to these websites and you're essentially inquiring saying hey i saw one two three main street i'd like to view that home right and so what's happening is you think you're contacting the person that is selling the home but you're not what you're really doing is you're getting put into this funnel 
for all these buyers agents who basically pay for leads, right? So you're going to Zillow, you're clicking it. Congratulations, you just made Zillow a lot of money when you click that button. <laughs> and Zillow is basically selling your information to a buyer's agent. So the phone answers and it's like, hey, you're, you know, I'm Chris Marty from Rebate House. How can I help you? And you're talking to me about 123 Main Street. You're assuming that I'm the realtor that's listing it. I have no idea about 123 Main Street. I just found out about it five seconds ago when you called, right? So I think that's something interesting as well for people that don't re necessarily realize like how it's going, that when you go on these portal websites, these Zillows, these Trulias, these Realtor.coms, you're not actually getting somebody that actually knows about the property, right? And that's a good and a bad thing, right? Um, for me personally, like I wouldn't want dual representation. Like I wouldn't want to call the listing agent directly and, and you know, work with the person that's also representing the seller. So that's not yeah. necessarily a terrible thing. But what I will say, the downside about it is like, if I'm a consumer and I, I'm going to get a buyer's agent, someone that's going to represent me, mm -hmm. I probably want to like pick somebody specifically, right? Whether yeah. it's for their reviews, their experience, right? Like whatever they have that, that sets them apart to me, I'd probably want to contact them directly, right? I don't know if I'd want to just be kind of funneled insurance. So um, now you know, right? If you didn't know that before you were watching, when when you're going to those websites and you're clicking the button, you're kind of getting a random person. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's not what you want. And I feel like most business in general, even in the bartending business, like I go to different bars, craft beer bars, breweries, specifically for the bartenders. Correct. Because I know I'm going to go there. They're going to give me a great experience. We can have a good conversation, all that stuff. Even at that little level where I'm only spending five, to seven dollars correct i prefer the personal experience right and, and then so imagine spending five hundred thousand dollars million dollars on a house i don't want some random agent from zillow i don't want to click a button and just have them throw whoever at me i want to go out and do my research find out who i'm actually going to vibe with straight up that's what i'm looking for as a as a millennial potential yeah, home buyer who am i vibing with who's actually going to carry me through this transaction in a way that's going to ease my millennial anxiety about buying property and Absolutely. make me feel comfortable. And make, yeah. and make you feel good. And I, yeah. I think that like for me, you know, like I, reviews for me are everything, right? So yeah. I think that that's something interesting we talk about, you know, with digital marketing and just kind of the distribution, putting ourselves out there, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm always looking on like Yelp. I'm always looking on like OpenTable, like especially for like restaurants and stuff. Like I want to know, you know, where am I going? What am I dealing with? What are the expectations, right? Yeah. Um, I'm down to try something new, right? And obviously I'll give an opportunity to new businesses or people that are kind of coming on the up and up. Right. But I think mm -hmm. for me, it's one of those things where I want to know what exactly what I'm what to get, right. What can I expect and what's the experience like? And it's you know. important. It is super, super important to know from everything from being a Twitch streamer, people, when they click onto my stream, I have to present myself in a certain way so that, you know, they can know who I am, yep. whether they're going to vibe with me and if they're going to be a part of my community moving forward. Everything from when I was doing graphic design to when I was doing landscaping marketing, all of that stuff, it's just trying to establish an emotional connection with people so that they feel comfortable working with you. Absolutely. And the great part about social media these days is that, advertising in the past where you'd pay for ads on TV and stuff, you have to get your message out quick. You're spending a lot of money on it and you don't get to be as free yep. with it. Now with things like TikTok, Instagram reels, stuff like that, I get to be free and I get to think about creative ways to get what we do, which is help people buy homes, help people buy, sell, invest in homes. I have to get that in front of them without 
boring them. Yeah, without I mean, without even selling to them sometimes. And so I think that's where a lot of what we're trying to do here comes from with putting together a podcast, filming lifestyle content, doing all this kind of things. Every single real estate agent right now is going into houses and walking around houses with their phone and they're taking really cool videos yeah, of absolutely. these houses. But when I'm scrolling through Instagram and all I'm seeing is houses, 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 it starts to get really, really blurry. It starts to all blend together. When I see a lifestyle video of like the one I posted of me ridiculously going to eat Italian pasta the other day, Yep. That's our highest performing video on TikTok. Which is so bizarre, right? <laughs> and so we're, we're talking about this, right? So, you know, I, you know, I want, you know, recently launched the rebate house, uh, the rebate guy, right? You know, mm -hmm. obviously the brand that's you're, you're helping us run um, and put out there, right? And so we were actually talking about this earlier. You know, I really want it to be more of a content creator page, right? Like I originally had all these really boxy like ideas and concepts, like I want to do these shows and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I still do, right? Like I, I definitely, you know, I think that running the Marty party is really, really fun. We have a lot of great guests and I think that a lot of, I get tons of feedback on it, like in a good way that people are interested in watching. We're developing good relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. People are super interested in watching. And I have another cool series that we haven't put any of the episodes out yet, but just kind of, you know, kind of like a feature of set of the week, right? And some market, market updates and things like that that we're doing, right? Anyways, where I'm going with that is originally I was kind of living in that land, right? Which is like, hey, like, let's just put out a bunch of real state content but now i'm like really really itching like legitimately i keep telling y'all about it like i really would like to go more content creator and put fun stuff out there right because yeah. we do a lot of cool stuff we travel lots so of travels our thing um and through travel obviously there's dining right you know we eat a lot of cool places next week we're going to dallas for a real estate convention so like up there you know i'm, I'm looking at some bad a spots that you know we can go and eat and you know i want to capture that right what's the, the vibe of the restaurant right mm-hmm what are they serving and things like that? Because I think that's interesting, right? I think that, you know, a lot of real estate agents like really set themselves up to have this persona, right? Like I'm the boss, right? Or I'm mm -hmm. the hammer, right? Or I'm the whatever, right? Like whatever, whatever they are, right? Like they are very much a rigid like thing. And that's, and that's great, right? Like obviously, you know, you work with me. I have some of the most experience that any agent does, you know, in San Antonio, right? I'm, I'm in the top 10 as far as like number of closed transactions, um, in the whole city. So, all, you know, yes, like I have a lot of experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but there's a lot more to me than just like home sales, right? Absolutely. Like, um, something a lot of people don't know, like I love anime, right? Like I watch a lot of like, like the staples for anyone that's like a shonen jump guy, right? Or, or girl, you know, I was obviously into the big three, right? Your Naruto, your bleach, your one piece, yeah. right? Like that was something that was like a really big thing for me. I still keep up with one piece. That's the last of the, of the three that are it's still I'm running. Like Number one thousand. They're over a thousand. They're over a thousand chapters. Yeah, but they're in the final. They're in the final story arc. <laughs> uh -huh. right? But so that's that's really neat. Bleach actually might be coming back, so that's kind of neat. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, um, a good friend of mine too. Cody owns a mortgage company. Him and I geek out about a one piece. Another one piece guy. Mm -hmm. So you know something like that, right? Like that's it matters. No, and, and that's something yeah. that I think a lot of people don't like. Really, one know about me, and two, just like a lot of agents don't like really bring in the real them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, some people will absolutely like, do like, oh yeah, here, come see my family and whatever. And it's still like semi-scripted, Produced. right? Yeah. Like, it, exactly, like it's still kind of like- You can tell like, there's a marketing person, right. a PR person behind right. it. Right, yeah. you, you're kind of looking at it, you're like, <laughs> uh, like my house is kind of messy, right? Like, and their house seems a little too <laughs> yeah. clean yeah. or their kids seem a little too happy. Like, it's so funny because when you all go through, um, our Paris footage, right? Mm -hmm. I, I cannot wait for Isaiah or whoever to watch these videos, right? Mm -hmm. I'm here with the camera, right, in the background. I'm as Lily, right? I'm hot. I'm tired. And it's just Meredith, like, shut up. 
you're in Paris. Like, stop it. Stop complaining, right? And so it's funny yeah. because, like, again, like, you know, you're going to see these amazing <laughs> videos, right, of, like, you know, like, oh, wow, top of the Eiffel Tower, all that. And then there's just the seven-year-old, I'm tired. I want to watch my phone. Like, legit, and like, you know what that is? That's content right legit, there. Legit, like, We're going to post it on TikTok. We're going to have a clip with nice music behind it, and then it's going to switch to the real audio of yeah. Lily just being like, oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> like, legit, like, I, like, I'm tired, right? And it was so funny because, like, legitimately um, – so we so we start okay we we had our trip kind of broken up into sections right mm -hmm. three days one day three days right so the first three days we did the whole disney paris thing we're big disney people right so nice. we just kind of wanted to consume that and be there in that kind of umbrella um then we did a whole london day trip which was our most action-packed day it was literally like a 18-hour day of just non-stop london and then um the back three of our trip was like you know the traditional paris right yeah so three, one, and three. So because we started at Disney, that's like all Lily could fixate on. So like we're <laughs> in London and we're like on the London Eye and she's like, can we go back to Disney? And can we ride Space Mountain? Like zero interest that well, like- Y'all are going to see things like Harry Potter and right. she's too young to really have been a part of that. Right. So yeah, it actually, I can it see where she's coming from. So it's, it's, and it's just funny, dude, because like, again, like you, and I see it, right? So like we, when we, traveled, when we traveled to Disney in Florida, we traveled to Florida probably, you know, once every three-ish months, right? Um, we skipped the fall trip because we went to Disney Paris, and we're going in November again. We'll be back in, in World. But uh, when I go there, I see a lot of um, families that are just, like, super frustrated, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, they've worked, like, all this overtime, and they've worked, like, all these things to get there, right? Yeah. Like, to get there. And then it's that, right? Like, kids are kids, right? And so, like, they're looking at you, and they're like, I don't want to stand up anymore, I just want to go home or I want to go to the hotel. Yeah. And in your head, you have like this, this expectation that you've built up, built up. You're expecting like, your kids to go into Disney world and like for three straight days and just be able to yes. crank out happiness. And basically. literally, yeah. and just always <laughs> smiling and crying. And, and you want, like you set yourself up. It's like the, like you said, the Instagram, like reality expectations versus reality. where like, you expected them to be like seeing like Mickey and like breaking down in tears. And you want them to walk up main street, USA, see the castle, experience that Disney magic. But the reality is the breakfast you ate at the hotel that morning made someone sick and Lily has just got cramps. Yes. Something like that's going on. It's hot. It's sweaty. You're just looking at her, just hoping, just praying <laughs> that this little girl, my child, is going to get this magical experience from it. And the reality is she's just tired and hot. It literally wants to go back to the room. Wants to go back. It literally wants to go back to the room. So. And then when y'all go to London, yes. she's missing Disney at that point. Literally, yeah. yeah. And so for her, it was a Space Mountain. So. So it's funny because I, so, okay. So both, I heard the French space mountains better than crazy. So, okay. So like to, to dabble on this a little bit, right? So, okay. I've now been to three Disney's right land world and Disneyland Paris. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's literally called. Disneyland Paris, right? Or park Disney is that they actually call it. So, um, anyways, um, the ones here, right, are obviously very tame, right? You know, so Florida's got a couple of what they call roller coasters, right? Rock and no, roller coaster. Right, that's the only one that has any inversions at all um, at Disney World, right? Every everything else is kind of like um, like a you know steel coaster, a lot of bends and stuff, but they're upright, right? Yeah. So I read online, obviously about French Face Mountain, like what mm -hmm. you talked about, and it's a legit roller coaster, right? Like it has a launch, it has three different, it has a double corkscrew and a big inversion and all that. So we were debating it, Meredith and I, my wife were debating it. And we were like, okay, do we 
tell her, right? Like, do we tell her, right? Like, do we tell her? Do oh, we, she like, doesn't do loops. Well, she had it, right? Oh. She had it. So, like, <laughs> do we tell her and, like, prep her, right? And then, like, kind of get her sold on it, the idea of it. Or do we just put her on there to her thinking it's the Space Mountain that she's done a million times and she's good with it. And then she goes there and she's like, whatever, right? So, anyways, <laughs> this is actually a really funny story, right? So, I, we ended up telling her, right? I said, okay, Lily, I said, the Space Mountain goes upside down, oh, right? Told her. So, we told her and we sold her and we we're basically like, look, I will buy you a toy, right? Any toy you want, right? No matter how much it costs, if you just do this, right? Because I know what she likes. I was safe there, right? It was. It's not the older kids where they're going to be like, I want an Xbox, right? Yeah. I yeah. knew I was signing up for like a $30 doll, right? Uh, not you know the what custom I mean? like, lightsaber. Exactly, for, yeah. right? Like, I knew I was signing, I knew what I was signing up That's for, good. right? Like, we're a stuffed animal or something. So, we're good. So, Anyways, um, we ride it or whatever. She sat by my wife because she was scared or whatever, and she yeah. had a great time, right? And so Meredith was like, um, Meredith was like, dude, like, I wish she had sat with you. Like, it was like real scary because it has all these inversions. It's really fast, and she's just like, I was like worried the whole and time she's gonna too, right? exactly. Yeah, she's like, I was worried the whole time she was gonna die. All right, so the next day we go back, and Lily's like, I loved it. I want to do space Mountain again, right, <laughs> yeah. bro? I literally like, I get like shaky telling this story, right? So we go through it again. I'm like, okay, Lily, you'll sit with me, right? And so the way that it works, right? The way that it works is you're in. So if you've ever been to Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, right, the car for the Space Mountain there, right, it's a side-by-side -side train, right, and, and it's, it literally is like a train, right? So it's very much like the Rattler or one of those where it's like the boxy square mm -hmm. coaster, right? And then they have, you know, the harness that they put over you, right? But the harness there, it's, it's a harness that goes over you, but it also has this, like, middle section, right, that's, like, super solid to really strap people in there because they let little kids on there. 48 inches is all you have to be oh, wow. to go on this roller coaster, which for an inversion coaster, that's relatively short, right? And Lily's yeah. barely over this. She's, like, 49, wow. 48 and a half, right? It's okay. We do it. We go <laughs> through the launch and all that, right? She's sitting next to me, right? And, dude, like, legit, like, y'all, like, I cannot describe this. I cannot describe this in two words. So after we go through the inversion, right, I'm like, hey, Lily, and I'm, like, tapping, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing there. Right, listen to me. Sheer panic, okay? I'm literally like, holy fuck, right? Like, this is bad, right? And I'm like, like my brain's processing like how bad this is, right? And so finally, she's just like, stop. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, Lord, right? And what it is, is that I had forgotten that there was that middle piece that covered. So I'm tapping on the flat black plastic, You're expecting her, yeah. to feel her, her yeah. but I'm touching the plastic and like there's nothing like i'm like oh fuck she's gone like, lily's like stop hitting me dad yes like legit it was so bad i was shaking like legit shaking dude right? i i almost started dude, shaking, I was literally fucking yeah. shaking right it was bad and of course she wanted the next day she wanted to go again That's and i crazy. sat with her and like the next day i like literally sat with her and i like held, held on to her like the actual part of her where i could feel her or whatever because of course she loved it and all that yeah but um it's actually like super funny because uh like i said i legit thought she was gone i'm like oh shit she's dead <laughs> you know like i'm like, okay. I can understand that. I had a roller coaster phobia growing up. I was telling Isaiah this actually yesterday. We were having a conversation. I think yesterday I went to Six Flags when I was younger, and this was before I ever did roller coasters. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I'm not. I'm not big on heights. I like speed though, so I do roller coasters because I like to go fast. Yeah, absolutely. But before I ever did that, they tried to start me off on the Bugs Bunny like log ride. Yes. Here at Six Flags. Yes. And there's a pretty big hill on yeah. that thing that you have to dive down. They didn't tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. They just throw me on there and they're like, "It's a log ride. You know, have fun." There's a first middle drop in the middle. 
of it. That's kind of yeah, not yeah, not tame. I was like, okay, that's the big job, you know. I felt like a big man. I was like, like eight years old, just like yeah, I'm the best. I can handle this. I'm so tough. And then we start going up that hill for the big one. Just click, 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 click. <laughs> I I don't remember this. I blacked out, like memory wise. But I'm told they had to two people to two family that was with me had to physically hold me down because I was trying to bolt to the stairs that were on the side of the, oh the lift. There. They said I was just in full like scramble mode, just <laughs> scratching them trying to get out of this car that's so and bad it, it, it like I, I don't remember it like whatever like the fear just straight took over and the concern in those log rides you're not strapped down right you can just hop out yeah that thing. literally yeah. <laughs> yeah and people do that at disney world um uh, splash mountain people do that and oh, when yeah. they do it like they have to vac the whole ride mm -hmm. and it's like a whole shutdown and restart procedure literally like some one person doing that will shut the whole ride down for like th sense. like literally like three hours it's crazy so yeah we um yeah, that happened to us, and I, I think it's just crazy, like, how, you know, again, like, these are things that people don't, aren't going to put out there, right? Like, mm -hmm. like, and that that's kind of how we got onto that topic, right? It's, like, people don't showcase, like, their real reality, and I think it's a digital marketing person or social media strategist or whatever you're going to be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I think that, you know, people... People want to work with people that are like them, right? Yeah. And I think that it's one of those things where, like, realtors, so many realtors, right, for years and years and years, I've seen it, right? Name brand everything, right? I don't own a single name brand anything, mm -hmm. right? Gucci, whatever, you know. I was joking with Ethan at the Paris airport when you go through customs. They have all the brands. They have the YSL, <laughs> the Cartier. Louis. The Louis all, in, an, in a row, right? <laughs> yeah. It's literally like it's five and five on both sides. Like any brand you've ever heard of is just like five and five, no customer, no tax, right? Duty free, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, or whatever, and I was just laughing because obviously I don't I don't know anything of that mm -hmm. stuff. But realtors like put on this thing, right? Like you see these people that are dressed in the nines, they have all the things, right? I remember when we went to the conference? Like, yes, my first couple of weeks. I think I said to you when I walked in, I was like, "How much are these people spending on their haircuts?" It's 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 crazy. <laughs> and so like you know, BMWs and Mercedes, right? Everybody owns a black or white car and things like that. And we've just never done that, right? You mm -hmm. know, um, like yes, we have Teslas, but you know, when you factor in like that, you can now get a Model Three in the mid forties without full self driving and you factor in the maintenance and gas savings and things like that it's a relatively practical car right? right like absolutely i still understand it's it's considered a higher end car right but do people are spending 90,000 right it is like, people yeah. are not spending 90 grand on trucks yeah. you know so my, my point is is that like i think that like a lot of agents kind of shoot themselves in the foot by creating this like rock solid persona of like oh i'm x y and z and it's just like dude like your clients are people that want to go eat at chili's right or want to go like these agents, I, 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 it's the agents that put on this persona that they are like they're they're luxury, you know, right. they're a premium product. Right. That's great because you, if you can market yourself successfully to that demographic, right, there's a lot of money to be made in that demographic. Absolutely. But exactly like you're saying, like me, someone that's renting, someone that's hopefully going to be a first time home buyer pretty soon. I'm looking for the guy in the t-shirt, right, that likes Star Wars. Yeah, we can talk about racing, right. you know, like that no un understands what Twitch is. That's right. actually going to be able to relate to me. And I don't. I'm like you, you know. I I have a coach bag because it's a good bag. But other than that, no design or anything. I wear the same pair of Adidas Samba shoes. Like these sa these same pair of shoes, I wear them every single day. And I just buy them like every four years, basically. I just wear them every day. That's buy super cool. Pair. I have, this, like, I have this, I, I, All birds <laughs> are my brand. Like, I get these All Bird shoes that I found like a year and a half ago, and like I have like six months. I'll, every like six months, I'll go, and I, they just are different colors. But there's a method to just like saying frugal with it. Yes. But it's kind of it's like you're saying I'm looking for work with somebody that I don't care about the flat, the flash, and the glamour. Right. And I don't want my real estate agent trying to like 
put me on their like luxury social media or something like that. I don't mind going on their social media, but let's keep it real. Let's right. not be anything we're not here, you know. So and, and I get like I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, obviously, like if you're if you're starting out, I understand because when I first started, you know, I'm 12 years in at this point, I right? Mean, you so, did the like dress shirt, yeah. Thing I, I, and I, I like, like and there there is a part to yes. play where like you. Where you want clients to feel like you know what you're talking about and things like that, right? But, like, there just comes a point where, like, you hit, you know, again, like, you just hit that knowledge level and that, like, we've done so much at this point and we've done so many transactions to help so many people that, you know, again, like, it's no longer about that, right? Like, I just want to be, like, what's I want to be the most efficient, right? And I feel mm-hmm. like the most efficient is to be me, right? I don't exactly. want to have to think about okay, how do I do this? How do I, what am I going to say on the Marty party? How do I make sure that, you know, people don't, whatever, right? Um there are a ton of videos, dude. People make fun of me all the time, like <laughs> like of all these like stupid things I have and stupid videos that I I've done. Uh-huh. But I think that like people are interested in 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 real reality, right? Not- it stands out because I mean a lot a lot of agents when they're it's like you say when they're first coming in they're seeing the agents that are successful and they're like I want to emulate that. Right. So they're looking at I me. Mean, let's say they take like ten agents on social media. Right. They go and follow. They're taking little bits of what these agents are doing and kind of creating that you know that's just culture in general creating an amalgamation of right. what they're experiencing and putting that out to the world right and but what they're seeing on social media isn't the full picture or anything like that so they put together this image where they're trying to be super clean super professional correct and you do want obviously you want your real estate agent to know their stuff right but especially as a millennial that doesn't care about presentations so much as substance right and i think gen z is even more so like that I don't care how you dress. If you show me that you have the knowledge and are going to make me comfortable through this transaction, I will buy a house from you. Absolutely. And like, I like when you look at like the shows, right? Million dollar listing, right? You Mm -hmm. got your property brothers, you know, you're selling sunset, right? So like Ryan Serhant, right? Like, bro, you're not going to go and show $300,000 homes in San Antonio with a driver, with all this stuff, right? You know, to emulate that and then go and show $300,000 homes in San Antonio, right? Like, yeah. no, like you want to show up to $300,000 homes in San Antonio and have the knowledge of like, absolutely, you know, this is what the area is like, right? You know, as mm-hmm. far as like opportunity for shopping, dining, entertainment, you know, this is what's nearby, right? You want to have the information on the tax rates, utilities, uh, the practical information, right? Like yeah. that's what the consumer is wanting is to know like, what is the real reality of this situation, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to care that I roll up with a camera and I'm going to be like, yo, I'm on my camera crew and we're filming, you know, San Antonio sales or whatever. You How know, does that it, help them? Right. Like that doesn't, that yeah. doesn't help them, right? Exactly. Like they want to know the reality of like, you know, what's my appreciation going to look like, right? What are my home value? What's, when, you know, what's my neighborhood trends going, right? You know, mm-hmm. Dave on market, all of that stuff and that practical information. So I think that, um, if you're watching this and obviously either or, right, if you're an agent that's kind of just starting out and you're newer and you're trying to figure out, you know, kind of how to get going or if you're a consumer that's looking for an agent to hire, right, hire somebody practical or or be practical, right? As an agent, spend your time researching and understanding areas, right? Because at the end of the day, it all comes down to how do you talk, right? It all comes down to how do you talk, mm-hmm. um, what information do you have, right? You know, what information do you have to share to the consumer, right? And, you know, what is, how are you going to help ultimately help them you know exactly that's that's marketing in general it's marketing is finding a problem and how to solve that problem you find a lock and then my job as a digital marketing strategist is to build the key for that lock it's good that the different locks are very specific to the different people as well first time home buyers have specific objections to you know they're normally nervous about the home buying process they don't understand it they don't think they have enough money for the down payment all these kind of things go into it so that lock i design a key for that's like hey we have assistance programs we have connections you know we know really 
really good mortgage people, really good. good builders that are gonna show these incentives to people. It's like, hey, we know you think that you're stuck in this pattern of renting, but I have I have the key for this lock. Absolutely. And it's coming and working with one of our agents. Uh, literally that easy. Mm -hmm. And so okay, so you know, for the for the budding agent, right? Let's give some let's give some free knowledge here, right? <laughs> okay, so like, we're gonna put we're gonna put some of this out here, right? You know, just for agents that might be watching and kind of, or even sales reps, right? We get a lot of uh, sales rep new home viewers, right? Mm -hmm. So what um you want to get started on TikTok, right? Okay. okay, so the you know for a viewer who wants to get started on TikTok, and this could be anything, guys. It doesn't have to be real estate. It could be you know you have a cooking thing or or travel, right? Like me or whatever you want to do, right? Give us some recommendations, right? You did an amazing training yesterday, right? What? How do we start, right? How do we start on social media? What does it look like? So the best way to start on social media is you make the account, make sure you have a good profile picture, make sure you have a clear name and then make sure your bio has a few keywords in it got so it like for the rebate guy you're talking about real estate and there's a podcast like a big part of what you're doing is a podcast so the words real estate and the words podcast both show up in the bio so got that it. people search for them on tiktok rebate guy is going to come up for them got it perfect and then from there it's all about creating content with a specific person in mind almost got it. every piece of content you create is going to have a target audience okay and a target goal, like a target objective. Got it. So I'm like, say I make a piece of content that talks about assistance programs for first-time home buyers. We're targeting that audience, and the thing that I want them to do is going to determine what sort of content I'm going to put out. If I want them to follow the channel, it's going to be certain type of content. If I want them to actually convert to a home buyer, maybe more salesy call to action kind of thing. The best thing you can do starting out is literally just watch what everybody else is doing on the platform, try some of that stuff, but add your own flair to it. Add your, yeah, and be real. Like, I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? Like, be real. Be, re be, be real with people. Legitimately. The best thing as real estate agents, the best thing you have that separates you from all the other real estate agents out there is you. The most unique thing about you and what you can provide as a real estate agent service to a person is literally you and what you bring to the table, your personality and your desire to help the, people. That's the thing that can't be replicated, right? Like that's the thing yeah. that can't be stolen and can't be redone, right? Like there can't be another you. And I think that that's something that, again, like a lot of people overlook, right? Like a lot of people just think like they, again, like you, you try to be something you're not, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be somebody that's going to be, um, like how do I say it? Like like I'm not I'm not somebody that's like probably the most hip in in all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm just probably not somebody that's gonna be really edgy with a lot of my content, right? You mm -hmm. know, I'm more of the knowledge based, right? You know, my, my stuff's gonna be more knowledge. You know, I'm gonna be doing more of like reviews. Like I'm gonna be talking to you about like mistakes I made, you know, yeah. in Disney Paris, right? Like or mistakes I made in Paris, over planning things like that. Like practical info that you need to digest, right? But like there's some people that every day they're busting out these amazing 10 second things with like tricks and things and cliff diving and mm -hmm. you know, just like that, right? So I, if I, you know, yes, that works, right? And that, that's what I'm saying, right? Right? Like, yes, that works, right? And so, like, it would be easy for me to just be like, oh, I just have to go bungee jumping and I'll get a million <laughs> views, right? Yeah. But, it, you know, what is that going to do? What's that going to do on me, right? Like, is that actually going to convert to revenue? That's right. the most important question in all of this because we can do all these kinds of creative things to get people to follow our accounts on social media, but then we also have to produce content that's going to convert them into actual revenue for the business. Or what is this all for? Like, right, uh, what is it uh, all for, right? Yeah. Like, because, in, and I thought, it was actually kind of like a sad thing. I saw like a TikTok thing where there was like a TikToker in another country that has like million, a million, 1.3 million followers, and they did like a meet and greet somewhere. 
and like that literally zero people, right? Like mm -hmm. not a single person showed up to this meet and greet, right? So TikTok's almost created this like false sense of like I'm important or I'm something because or you know Instagram is social just in general, right? Because you, again, you make funny videos or cut, cutting edge or things like that. But again, like at the end of the day is it's like would people take time out of their day to go and meet you and you know want to like hear you know what you have to say or like substantiate your content right exactly. so you have to think about the practical side of social media which is like ultimately like you know is this gonna work for me right if we post a video that's talking about interest rates or something really practical in real estate right and it only gets 400 views i'm not upset that it only got 400 views if one of those 400 people called Bingo. and and is interested in talking to me about what interest rates are doing or investing in real estate or, or making a move, right? I'm not sad that we're not getting 70,000 views on videos. Mm -hmm. I'm focused on, are we delivering our content so that the algorithm, which let's talk about the algorithm. Yeah, but so, that, so the yeah. algorithm knows who my audience is and we'll put it out there. So, okay, so for the people that don't know, Social media has an algorithm, right? Yes. How does that work? So every social media platform out there is going to have a different algorithm. TikTok has a specific algorithm, and TikTok prioritizes organic content. It almost seemingly prefers content that's filmed with a phone a lot of the time. Right. Uh, they don't want to see too, like, <sighs> let, me, let, let me start over. What the social media goal, no matter what platform it is, they want to keep people on their platform. So it's like tenant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's got the algorithm. Yeah. Yes, I'm just, I'm exactly. yeah. And so they're going to do their research and see what people are paying attention to. Right. What is keeping people doing this on TikTok for hours on end so that the advertisers that pay TikTok money are getting pay, continuing to pay TikTok money, so TikTok makes their money, pays their bills. The algorithm's gonna depend on the platform. TikTok, trending audio is huge on TikTok. It's right. such a big thing. You can put a trending audio on some of the most uninteresting <laughs> video that I've ever seen in my life, and you guys have probably seen this on TikTok recently. It's just literally like, I, I, there's a sound clip I heard on TikTok that was just, put this on the, other, the, the actual sound, this is what it was. Put this sound on seven seconds of video and you'll go viral showing TikTok is broken, basically. And there was like a, I think it was a duck. Literally just someone was like videoing a duck. Thing had over like six million views on TikTok. And it's just because those trending sounds, it's like a way to hack the algorithm. And that's another thing to kind of watch out for almost because you can play algorithm things and think that you're making good content. You're not actually making good content. You're just playing the algorithm. Right, exactly. It's important to do both of those things. And so, right, so people actually engage and, and again, want to take advantage of whatever it is that you're offering. Right? Exactly. What you're putting out there. TikTok these days, short five to 10 second videos, trending audio, uh, text on the screen. That's doing well on TikTok. Right. Instagram. Instagram likes things a little bit more professionally produced. Instagram likes our podcast clips way more than TikTok does. Yeah, absolutely. The text on the screen is huge on Instagram as well. We started doing that, had an immediate boost of like on average 2,000 more views per video. Which is, sig is significant, right? Yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about like expectations, right? So I, you know, I wasn't in social media. Obviously, we've got this great team that's helping us produce, right? And so our videos, our average video, I'd say it gets like 5,000 views, right? Mm -hmm. Our average, right? We've got some, one that's a 10,000, a lot of ones in the sixes, sevens, and eights, right? But let's mm -hmm. say 5,000. Let's make it easy, right? Is that good? 5,000 is absolutely good if you are engaging that audience. Got it. The 5,000 views I don't care about so much as the engagement rate, the follow rate. Got so it. like the our most successful video on TikTok, the one I talked about where I just went to Italian Garden in San right. Marcos and just ate pasta. The thing that made me so happy about that video is that I had a 10% like rate on that's that really, video. That's really good. And a 10% share rate on uh, that video. So even though that video, in the grand scheme of the internet, 
1,200, I think it's at like 1,500 views now. In the grand scheme of the internet, 1,500 views isn't that big a deal. Right. But the fact that 10% of those, we have 150 people that, that liked, or shared. liked or shared, and I think it was like 5%, you know, increased our followers as right. well. You know, those are the metrics that really matter. That's Likes good. and views are vanity metrics for the most part. They do drive your future engagement, and you do have to aim for those things. But it's so easy in social media to get distracted because you literally get a hit of dopamine every time someone likes your content. That's really good. But you got to remember to focus on liking and likes and views aren't the end game. Here. Right. You need yeah. to be engaging with your content, right? Your, yeah. your people and, and making sure that you're responding and, and uh, that's really important, right? Responding to every comment, right? Exactly. I mean, a big part of my success on Twitch specifically, I only have, I'm not, I do not even have a thousand followers on Twitch. Okay. But my success there comes from the fact that I can engage those 900 and something followers so much better and so much at a more personal level than someone that has 10,000 followers. Right, absolutely. Because yeah. they, you know, you know the people, you know their usernames, you know the people that are regularly engaging, right? So, okay, so for people who don't know, just because especially, you know, with our audience, right? So Twitch is a <laughs> streaming platform, right? Um, used to be exclusively for video games. Now there's a whole, like, uh, I started doing music on Twitch. That's how I started. <laughs> That's so yeah. cool. So now there, there's a whole bunch of, like, there's, like, the just chatting, right? And then there's this whole, like, lifestyle thing where it's, like, people going out and doing stuff. And, like mm -hmm. you said, there's music and all sorts of, like, these sub things. But, like, in general, like, what Twitch was, Twitch.tv is a website. It was basically, like, hey people put themselves on there and they stream video games, right? Absolutely. So a lot of Twitch was very top loaded, right? It was like your big games, your League of Legends, Call of Duty, Fortnite, right? It was like mm -hmm. the the big ones, right? Um, and then obviously new games, right? New games would spike, so a new game would come out, big names would, would stream it. And uh, so what Brian's talking about basically, the way it works, right, is you click on a channel and you've got um, Asmongold, right? He's a big World of Warcraft streamer. And like basically you go on there and, and you see him and he's got all these viewers and all it is is a dude with a camera in his face that's playing World of Warcraft and he's doing dumb stuff. People are watching him and then there's a chat, right? And like what you know, Brian was saying, this is important too for like YouTube and metrics and TikTok and Facebook, right? He's like, the chat's everything, right? The comments and everything like that. Like people want to be engaged with, right? Like, yep. you know, people want to watch content or people want to watch your videos and, and you know, and engage, right? They want to make a comment or make a post and they want to be re-engaged with, right? Like they want to know that you're going to talk back to them or, you know, comment on there, give them a heart, whatever, just, just to know that like their comment was acknowledged and they're going to want to come back and engage more with you, right? So, you know, what he was saying obviously is like, while you're a small channel, you know, the goal shouldn't always be like, I want to be a big channel. I want to go viral. I want to get views, right? The goal should basically be to establish a healthy base of people that want to engage with you and want to share your content because ultimately you need to treat your social media like a business, right? Yes. And the goal of a business is to create a customer that creates more customers, right? Like that's the end game. And it's the same thing with social, right? Create followers that create more followers, right? Create followers that love your stuff so much that they're like, man, this channel puts out such great content. They're, they're a sleeper channel, right? There's some, someone I found that maybe doesn't put a lot out there or mm -hmm. isn't really well known, but I make, I'm gonna make sure that every time they post a video that I'm gonna share it to my page, right? And now you're gonna hit their sphere, right? Where you're gonna hit their people and maybe one of their friends likes what you're seeing and, and then that's obviously how it that's, grows. That's marketing in general. If you can get somebody to champion your brand, that is, that's a, like, 
you don't have to hire an employee to do your marketing if you can get people to do your marketing for you and just share your stuff with other yeah, people. Yeah, and literally put it out there. And it's just up to you to make the content that they want to share, make the content that's going to engage with them emotionally and that they know they can send it to their friends and it's going to engage with them yeah, and as it's well. Gonna be good. Well, yeah. and I think that, like, okay, so, like, another thing, right, for me personally, and, and again, I don't know if this is right or wrong. Our channels are just starting, so we'll see mm -hmm. in the long term. But, you know, for me personally, right, like, I never really thought about, like, recording what I did, right? Like, mm -hmm. I never really thought about it. It. Like I, back in the day when, um, it was just me and my wife here and, and my mom and sister, you know, I used to go out visit sales reps all the time. Right? I used mm -hmm. to visit model home after model home, sales rep after sales rep. I never recorded anything. Right? I would have never thought to film the models and put the trending sound on there and everything that people are doing now that's getting millions and hundreds of thousands of followers. Right. So, you know, um, never too late to start. Obviously you guys, you know, don't feel like that ship sailed. You absolutely can do it. But where I'm going with that basically is like, you know, even for like my stuff, like I've done a lot of really cool things. I went in May to the galactic star cruiser. It's a star Wars themed hotel in, in Walt Disney world recorded almost nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I have like almost no photos, no video, no nothing. Um, and that's a really cool experience. At the time that I had gone, it had opened March 31st. I went May the 4th, right, um, on Star Wars Day. So <laughs> nice. it had been open for, you know, what is that, 32 days, 34 days, you know. It had been open for April and the first, you know, two days of May, right? Mm -hmm. So I should have been walking around like this, you know what I mean? Like, I legit, I should have been walking around like this. Could have been YouTube famous I, I legit just, like, yeah. recording everything because that ship had, that, that hotel, that ship, right, the Halcyon has 100 rooms, right? You know, let's say average occupancy of two and a half, so you have 250 people per voyage, mm -hmm. and there had only been, like, 17 public voyages before me, so, you know, obviously, rough math there, you're talking about maybe 5,000 people before me had actually, like, seen this thing right and you know what you what could mean? have done with that is it like you said just record content right people are absolutely on youtube specifically i'm sure searching to see this hotel before they go and stay there correct and so that's that's a big part of marketing is like that that's the lock right there people right. are looking through this hotel and there's actually not content so if you can be the key the one key that's out there all of a sudden your youtube channel would just get an immediate algorithm right. boost and blow, yeah. uh, blow up blow up yeah. right and when and it's funny because we talk about this right so like you know one of my hopes, right, um, that that uh, with the terrorist trip I took, right, is I'm hoping that any of our videos like do well, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I've, I've got a bunch of content I want to create, you know, for reviews of different restaurants we went to, the hotels we stayed, and different things, right? Mm -hmm. Just one of them takes off because you only need one. That's another thing on the social media game, guys. Is like you only need one thing to really do well. So obviously, like Brian was saying, like help your channel get boosts and things like that. And heck, if you have a, a video that gets a million views on YouTube, you know they'll pay you a couple thousand dollars for that. And guess what? That's your next trip, and it kind of snowballs, right? So like now you had something that did well, you now have an opportunity to take that money and now do your next thing, right? Whether it's your next, you know, either buy a new camera equipment or if you're traveling, take another trip, or if you're like a restaurant person, you know, get a couple thousand dollars and go eat at some high-end places, do some video reviews, right? It kind of snowballs from there to where you just kind of keep going, right? Like you can keep creating content based on successful content that you've created. But just like anything else, like just like we we're talking about the real estate and the experts and things like that is that you have to be interesting and you have to know what you're talking about, right? You have to be interesting. You have to know what you're talking about. And most importantly, it's like, yes, like you said, you one video can make you take off one real one TikTok can make you take off. But 
that isn't going to result in anything that isn't going to last that isn't actually going to convert into success or revenue for you unless you are consistently showing up on these platforms At literally every mm -hmm. day and that's something that i know that like we even us we're still working on our mm -hmm. brands right and i've got like a group guys like i've got people that are helping me right and you know obviously when you're starting out you're not going to have these things but it's important that you've got to be posting every day. They said the number at the Tom Ferry conference, which we're, we're going to the big one next week, and I'm sure we'll get the update. But they said the number on TikTok right now is like three times a day. They said that TikTok's algorithm heavily rewards people that are posting three times a day. Yeah. So imagine, right, you know, the amount of work and just, you know, different ideas, different concepts, different topics that you have to have in order to post on TikTok three times a day. And it's just, you can't just churn out just three garbage posts either. Like that's, right. that's never going to work. So like a lot of my job straight up, is just creative energy. Right, <laughs> like I just have to just be around and just be on TikTok, look at what's being successful in the platform, but then take that and go and add my own twist to it. Like right now, like I got something like a sneak peek of what's coming on. Actually, I'll probably get it on social media before this even comes out on the podcast. Now I think about it, I'm going to go record myself running around like a model home or something with a phone and make fun of all the real estate agents. Yeah, that literally, are literally like, hey, showing off homes like this. Yeah, literally. And it's funny because, you know, the consistency, <laughs> it's something like I get on our agents here, right? Like, mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of great agents here and a lot of people that make significant money here at real estate, at uh, Rebate House, right, in real estate. But by no means do we have anybody that's, like, killing themselves and, you know, pushing to the million-dollar mark, right? Mm -hmm. Like, legitimately, like, this person has a plan and they're showing up seven days a week, you know, 15 hours a day pushing for that seven-figure income, right? And our agents are successful. They're yes. just not pushing to that point. Yeah. Right, exactly. And mm -hmm. so, you know, what I mean by that, and same thing with social media, right, is, like, there's so many things that you have to be consistent in, right? And so mm -hmm. before you start dabbling, right, because that's the thing is, like, you can't dabble, right? No. Like, we, you know, I was gone all last week, like we talked about. We had a plan for that, right? We like, we overfilmed, right? We, we produced content, so we had content every day. Mm -hmm. Same thing next week right you know we we're going to be gone at the tom ferry conference right but we're going to be posting we're going to be posting content every we day we filmed two podcasts today this is the second one you did today literally, literally. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but and that's what i'm saying like like you you can't dabble in anything right you can't dabble in your diet can't dabble in health and fitness can't, can't dabble in being a real estate no agent. can't no. dabble in being a real estate yeah. agent like if you're going to do anything you have to be consistent right and i think that that's one of the most important things is you know even for myself like i'm learning like i don't need you know everything to be perfect and edited right like mm -hmm. i literally my wife made that tiktok post earlier that had some cool images on there she put some stuff sound on there and grabbed like three second clips from videos right yeah, like, uh, she probably didn't do too much color grading she right. didn't do a lot of post-production editing she put clips together in a way that emotionally engaged people yes and it's getting views and it's getting views mm -hmm. right and so i think that that's one of the things it's like you don't wait for it to be perfect right don't think that you need this big team and that you need all this stuff and you need all these people you know in order to make something work right like i think just starting right like just starting but just start but don't dabble right again like so listen to what we're saying right just start but don't dabble start but keep going every day think about it right find 30 seconds a day of interesting things right 10 10 and 10 10 second videos right mm -hmm. and you can even have some five to seven second ones if you need to right but 10 seconds a day so of three things that's interesting that all you have to do is add a trending sound to in the TikTok app you add the text in the TikTok app and you post it. Absolutely. It. And you're going. And, and the that, best thing, a, a big thing I would recommend too for people are kind of starting out and doing that is to actually write out a plan. This is my strategy. These are my goals I'm actually trying to achieve. And I'm doing this with some of the rebate house agents that right. want to get more into social media. I'm telling them, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna help you produce content until you bring me a 90 day strategy plan. And actually plan. have a plan, mm -hmm. legitimately actually have a plan. I want to know what 
things what you're posting if you're trying to post three times a week what are those three things let's get as specific as we can because then you can do things like plan them out so if you're want to post through the month every monday you want to post a different house showing right you can go film all those in the same day instead of going and wasting all these different trips correct and then make this efficient and then you put and then you you block it out right yeah. and you edit it out and you block Batch it out content exactly and you distribute it over the rest of the week right yeah if you want to do a bunch of talking head videos you want to talk to the camera and tell everybody builder incentives are so great right now guys you need to take advantage of this stuff right now you can do all of those videos in the same sitting i can sit down in this chair and with you we crank out yeah. minimum six videos at five, a time. literally five yeah. to six videos right like no you know no one is like oh he's wearing the same thing no one's gonna think they're done on the same days right again these you are can people, change the shirt if you really want to yeah you absolutely can and you know people are on their lunch break right they're getting off of work like they're they're just looking for some way to you know cool off and chill right and obviously then once you you know kind of establish like the way that your channel is and the algorithm learns like the content you distribute you're hitting the same type of audience right we were talking about this earlier that like my TikTok is two things it's people with those home videos right and then it's travel like it's literally like destinations like everything is like bucket list travel all of this stuff i have infinite i have so many greased videos on my phone dude i'm just like all right i get it like I'll figure that out. You know, Whereas my there. TikTok, because I'm into racing, probably yep. more than anything, watching racing videos, it's just cars, 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 cars. It is very much paying attention to what we watch. Literally. Even the things like how much time you spend just looking at a TikTok. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to That's save funny. it. You don't have to share it. It knows how much time you spend watching it. If you scroll off a video quickly, it's less likely to show you videos like that moving forward. If you watch it over and over and over again, you're probably going to end up getting those. That's... I told Meredith a couple of weeks ago, um, I was on TikTok looking for just ideas, just social listening, doing my job, you know, all that good stuff. And someone called me to go do something. I left my phone sitting on the desk and it was playing this video of Pogo Stick Guy just doing some pogo stick tricks. And because it played over and over and over again while I was away from my phone for a good five minutes, I got pogo stick videos for the next week. <laughs> Literally, so just, just pogo sticks. That's so crazy. I don't even, I don't care about pogo sticks that much. That's I don't. That's so funny. <laughs> that Meredith had, yeah, that's, I've seen that. Like Meredith had something <laughs> like that happen to you, like where it's just like it shows the same thing over and over again and, and it's just kind of crazy. So that's neat, man. Well, um, kind of wrapping this up and summarizing it you know ultimately wanted to introduce you all to brian right he is a credit incredible critical part of our our kind of growth plan going forward um and hopefully got some good ideas for social media uh as far as kind of like how to start right and kind of like you know what to do and and how we're going to do um how we're going to be doing things here right just putting things out and uh, putting the content out but yeah any closing thoughts man i i just rebate house as a company i've been really happy to come on board and work with you guys because it's very apparent that rebate house actually cares about helping people that's cool there's a i was probably interviewing for about three or four jobs when i came on here but the reason i took this job frankly you guys offered me a little bit less money than some of these other jobs are offering me but you're genuine yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you're genuine you really care about helping people and from a marketing standpoint that's everything for absolutely me. well and our you know our job obviously our, our our goal right is obviously like growth right like we want everybody to grow and we're, we're trying to hire people that want to be you know careers right like they want to be here long term right and i think it's one of those things where we're, we're establishing a really core group um you know our, our last get or one of our guests that we had you know was our director of sales brandy brandy's um, awesome absolutely right and so you know again like these are people that we're adding to the, these core roles right and that we feel like long term wise like 
we're going up and to the right, right? And you're very clearly, one thing that was apparent was that you have great marketing ideas. Like, you know marketing. You can right. do marketing, but you understand that your success with the company requires you to do more of the real estate Correct. stuff. So it was very apparent in our interview that you're seeking people that have skills yeah. in very specific areas and putting us on a path to succeed together. Absolutely. And I know funny. I do know, like, legit, like, funny. I There's some stuff that I do that's funny that I think, like, hey, it can get out there. It's just a matter of support. So I think it's another thing as well, too, closing thoughts, y'all, like, you know, make sure that, like, you aren't trying to do everything right. Like, yes, when you're a small business and you're the owner, right, of course you have to do everything because, you know, until you get to that level, you can't. But hire people that do things you're not good at, right? Like, I absolutely can come in and be like, I have this idea. Let's film it. Let's go. But I, you know, again, like, I just don't have the bandwidth right now to look into, like, okay, what's the opportune type of days, right? Like, I'm sure I absolutely could teach myself to edit. Would I ever be as good as, like, people that – no, right? I wouldn't, but I could get by. But again, like hire people to that are strengths to your weaknesses, right? Things that I have. So we're excited for Brian, and this has been another amazing episode of the Marty Party, guys. So uh, for more great, you know, topics and trends and conversations, please like and follow and subscribe. Uh, we're on all the platforms, right? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we're on Apple. We're, we're on, on Spotify. Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. Apple Apple Podcasts. We're there, man. Yeah. So. Please like and subscribe for more guys and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Marty Party.